0: Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws. I'm sitting here opposite a complete stranger. I don't know <laughs> if don't, I don't this you? bloke is. <laughs> I've got a feeling he's something to do with the name of the podcast, but I can't remember It's, it's right. uh, Glenn Lewis. It's Glenn. Glenn, yeah, Glenn,
1: hi, Glenn, Glenn. Glenn Davis, that's the one. <laughs> Glum face. Glum, Glum face, face calling to the iPhone, yeah. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are oh, you, Dean? I'm, I'm all right. This is actually, this actually really is, for those listening, this really is the catch-up. Because me and you haven't really caught up since, well, I've been been in America. So this, we yeah. really thought we'd just record the catch-up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just no, e- no editing. If there's any mistakes, you're going to hear it. I'm going to edit out your, t- that you do. What, this?
1: yeah i have to get rid of loads of those but that's that's not for the uh, podcast
0: anyway (laughs) (laughs) now you made me really conscious of it (laughs) now i am immensely conscious of the way i speak it might be worth just having a few crackers before you start yeah i might do that (laughs) but anyway we are back thank you for being patient with us um during our little mini hiatus I know we did throw an episode in uh which was Ian from London about the drone photography that was but, superb mate wasn't it how good uh, was that, that? was a, I mean I I mean I've not really done drone photography but I do love it and I listened to it and it made me want to go out and buy a drone but not just buy a drone and start using it it made me want to go out and learn everything about what you need to do yeah. to own a drone just almost to be like you know if you can do something, do it well and do it properly. And there's too many people that give, mostly anything you do, there's a lot of people who give it a bad name. But recently, drone photography seems to be the new tripod.
1: Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, just in case Ian isn't listening, I still mm-hmm. haven't got it off the shelf. It's still in the box. It's still getting dusty. I've got, I've, I've
0: got t- to put it on eBay. I've got I've got to put it on I eBay. I won't tell him. No one listens to this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of li- p- people listening, I do want to say, because um, we... At the beginning, we we sort of said, should we take August off? Just have a little bit of a breathing space. Get some new guests lined up. You've obviously had a few bits going on here and there, just a bit, which we'll talk about. (laughs) Um, But we both kind of went, no, 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 we'll miss it, we'll miss it. And then it ended up that we just time got away from us. We couldn't match up on the evenings we wanted to record. so we kind of had an unofficial summer break and I think it's been good because it's given you a chance to catch up on the 3945 Portraits yeah, Project, yeah. which is going immense, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, I've had a chance to really knuckle down and finish the last few bits on my book as well. So that's been quite good because today I actually finished the first round of editing hey, well screenshots. Done, Brilliant. Uh, I've just got a couple of intro bits to rewrite. and um, Can you say when you think
1: that the expected publish date is? Well...
0: Um, At the moment, (laughs) we are targeting Adobe Max, which is is the 1st and 2nd of November. So we are hoping that we can get some copies to Adobe Max. That's obviously subject to the book layout being finished by a certain time in September for it to go to print for four weeks and then arrive sort of mid to late October so that we can at least get some sent to LA and then they'll go into distribution. So I would imagine it's probably not going to be for general consumption until sometime a little bit later in November. If it's before then, magic and, you know.
1: But the great thing is, if it's coming out towards, you know, the latter part of the year,
0: then perfect time for Christmas. Exactly. And just after a max. So, yeah, fingers crossed. I, I don't want to ask them because I'm worried they'll say, It won't be up for Mac. So I want to keep going so that I've done all my bits. Yeah, yeah. So that then if it's in anyone else's hands, then that's, you know, by the by the luck of the printing gods. But I just want to get hit my deadline and get it out there. Now that that you've
1: done the book you you know, obviously
0: you're just doing the edits
1: now, but now that you've done a book, would you do another one?
0: Yep. I said to someone the other day, when I did my first ever London marathon it hurt like hell. <laughs> Trained for it, it hurt like hell. And when you finish something like a London Marathon, there are two words you say when you finish. And they, they are... Do I need to bleep ne- this out? No, nope, they are never again. And then a week later, you're putting in your entry for the next year. <laughs> so, yeah, I've learned hell of a lot doing this. I know you've done three books and probably working on a fourth. I've learned a lot doing this about process, about how to write, how to how to explain certain things yeah. and now I'm at the end of it and I'm kind of at the the closure part. It's actually been quite good going back through what I've written and rereading it and doing the screenshots and actually enjoying reading things I'd forgotten I'd done. Do you know that you know the funny thing is once you've once the book's been published
1: and it's on your shelf as one book amongst the many books I can see on your shelf there, I guarantee yeah. at some point you'll be doing something in InDesign and go, how do I do that? and you will grab your own book to remind yourself how to do something. That's just so cool. And if
0: only I had a name that would help me like <laughs> how do I do that in InDesign <laughs> available from Rocky Nook to pre-order now. <laughs> Genius. But uh, yeah, that's been that's been a a frustrating thing cuz obviously having a day job and kids and commitments and stuff. It's been quite hard to fit it in and mm. you know and obviously the day job takes up a lot as well. But but it has been good and I'm really excited to see it. it's weird cuz I can't I still can't believe it's going to be a book out there with my name on it I can't wait to see it I really can't the only thing that's been nice is having Scott's other books in that series I keep a copy of it next to me when I'm writing and I imagine that's my book and I just keep picking (laughs) it up going Dave you will have one of these keep going you certainly will mate yeah so so that's been good that's been me um I've got a couple of bits I want to talk about, but I want to bounce over to you, because like I right. said, you've, you've just come back from America, you've yep. been at Photoshop World this week, sadly I couldn't make it due to timing, schedule, vacation days and everything, but just tell us a little bit about your week, because...
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I got to be. Yeah, it, it did feel very different with you not being there because for the last god knows how many years, it's always been me and you have been travelling out. Whenever I've been over to the states, generally it's been the two of us going together. And obviously, you know, going back a few years, it's because you were kind of there helping out, and you were Dave being Dave. Do you know what I mean? That's just what you kind of think you did. But obviously, then you've become the instructor, so that's why we were both going out to it. But um, that aside, uh, the room was a lot tidier this time. And uh, <laughs> and smelt nicer. <laughs> no, it was it was very different. But uh, but I gotta say, I I really did enjoy it. I think because I was so focused on the classes I was doing, I had I had really good attendance, which was lovely. Uh, the pre always do, mate. The, you always do. You always do. <laughs> the pre con did go really well, and uh, just a really great bunch of people. And it was really nice to get to spend quality time with some people that I you don't normally because you know obviously when you're doing these functions you are literally pulled from pillar to post you're all over the shop and it's a very busy schedule but I managed to have a lot of time sitting and talking with Joel and Amy Grimes uh, and also Dave and Marlene Cross, Matt and Dinah Kloskowski, Mark Heaps so we had some really good quality time and rather than just snatching a few minutes here and there but um, yeah, it, it was a first time that the actual event had been in the Mirage, which was different. Very different feel to the Mandalay Bay. But I've got to say, having everything closer um, made a huge difference. It really did make a huge difference. Um, I mean, you'd literally go from. I mean, like, like before we've been in the Mandalay Bay, you could take easily fifteen to twenty oh, minutes to get to, yeah. to get to the place within we the same hotel. Yeah, you didn't need an Uber. <laughs> Indoor Uber. Yeah, yeah. But Mandalay Bay, uh, sorry, Mirage. By the time you'd come down the um, the lift to the ground floor, two minute walk. Do you know what I mean? So, right. and it was just, it was just, it was comfortable. It was a nice feel, like Orlando,
0: you'd say, because that was quite close, wasn't it? You come down the elevator, walk out, and. Right okay, yeah,
1: closer than I would say closer than orlando it's a very, very, very different feel, both events I enjoyed, but in in different ways, but um yeah, a lot a lot of good came from this i 've had a lot of good feedback, which is always nice, um yeah, I enjoyed it, I did enjoy it Oh,
0: good, and it 's nice because now you've got the project, everyone 's talking about the project, and they talk about the podcast and it's yeah it's I said to someone the other day how funny it was that when I think back to I did a post on Instagram this week uh, which did go out to Twitter but I think it got truncated but I'd realized that nine years uh, yeah nine years ago uh, this weekend I was heading out to my first ever Photoshop world at Vegas and I was sort of thinking well I know I talk about our friendship over the nine years because I met you after then Mm -hmm. but I was sort of reflecting on the stuff that's happened and when I think actually from that first Photoshop world I was kind of listing the the things that had happened to me and I realized from twenty ten to twenty, all right. I had my first magazine article in twenty thirteen, but it took about four to five years mm. where people only knew me as your mate, and they, and they would come up to me and go, "Oh, hi Dave, how, how you doing? Where's Glenn? And I, I might have even said it to RC when we interviewed when I interviewed RC this week, uh, which is going to be a future episode. That it like nobody knew what I did for probably the first four to five years of that Mm. process they never didn't know I was a graphic designer they just knew I was your mate and I just traveled out and then like the the last probably four to five years of that has been I became who I am Mm. I became a graphic designer an instructor a teacher and then like the last two just under the under two years how it changed from people come up to us both and going, Man, I love the podcast. Mm. I love you two chat. It's so good. I love your project. Well, that's what it's like in thing.
1: Orlando, wasn't it? We kind of found that it literally seemed like every person that we met and had a brief conversation with they all were saying, Oh, I love the podcast, you know, the chemistry between between you two is great. I love all the interviews, but I just love it when you two are having a chat and recording that. It was amazing how many people mentioned it. And, mate, it was no different this time. Of course, people okay. are mentioning the the, uh, the the project, which is just great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was either the
0: podcast or the project. It was really, really nice. Yeah, long may it continue. Many more years of, of, of experiences Absolutely. to come, mate. So, before we get too far into this episode, I do want to give out a big thank you and a bit of an announcement because I have teased it before. Mm-hmm. So... We did an interview a little while ago with a chap called Aaron Nace. Top um, For those of you who know Aaron, he runs an online training company called Flern. Um And I've watched a good few of Aaron's videos over the years because mm-hmm. he has done more kind of design and Photoshop and, and stuff. And, and I like Aaron. He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. And we got chatting to him. And after the interview... Um, He's got somebody who works for him called Lupe and we we were talking and they were kind of saying we want to get more out into the community and we we want to kind of be associated with more things and the conversation turned into them becoming a partner of the podcast. So we had a chat about what we could do, and it took a couple of weeks. Like anything, you've got to build relationship and, mm-hmm. and trust, and we discussed how it could work. And I'm really pleased to say that this is the first episode that we are partnered with hey. Um uh, We don't know how many weeks yet. It's just, just we're trialing it out to see if um, it, it helps them because we've always said we want any partnership to work for, for our partner as well. So in the show notes, uh, later on you'll hear uh, an ad for Flurn. Uh, just me talking about it so there will be a discount code to get some money off the flern training account brilliant um but i just want to thank lupe and aaron and their ceo for helping bring this together um we have got another partner coming along in the middle of september and i can announce who that is you've been busy yeah i have mate (laughs) it's it's relationship building this is the one i talked about in another episode where i was saying i got to know them in march and we've been building and building and talking about it. And there's something happening mid-September that we're going to wait for. But we're going to have X-Rite oh. from Colour Confidence on board. And they are great people because, that is again, they're, they're people we like. They're products we love. We're not going to, like, push anything we don't believe in.
1: Mate, I, I gave Colour Confidence and X-Rite loads of love on that recent podcast I was with Dave Cross because had it not been for those, my I, I would not be doing my own printing no and i'm not affiliated to them they just kind of wanted me to use one of their bits of kit so i don't take money off them or anything like that uh but man are they good that is is, now
0: you're affiliated i I, (laughs) kind of through the 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 podcast yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. but um so (laughs) i'm actually going to be learning a bit more about the because i i'm gonna admit something here as a graphic designer it's been a long time since i calibrated my monitor And I'm ashamed of that. So we got chatting and she was actually educating me on why I should be doing it and how I should be doing it. So um, that is something I need to learn, which is good. So, yeah, but it's not about them. We just want to thank Fleurne. We want to thank Lupe and Aaron. And say that starts from today. And so you'll be getting some details about them and you'll see them on the website and on social media. So that's who they are. Uh, Speaking of the podcast, you were actually on the Dave Cross podcast, Talking Shop, Uh, this week or last week Mm -hmm. Um, have a listen to it because I really enjoyed it I mean I've listened I know all about you I know all the stuff you've been doing and I still found it really interesting so the first half you talk about the project and the thing about personal projects and the second half you talk about the printing that goes with that project and it was a really informative episode I know we've covered bits of it in our own before but as a complete interview it was, re- it was really enjoyable. Dave, so. I, I actually really, really enjoyed sitting with Dave. We
1: kind of pulled some time aside from in between classes when we are out in Vegas, and we just kind of had a chat. And Dave, yeah, I mean, you know, he's just got such a calm way about him. And he's just incredibly professional when he does it. And it was all done in one take. And he's got that kind of voice that you just can't help but feel relaxed. And I just enjoyed it. I actually forgot we were recording a podcast. And it was just like a normal chat, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It
0: came across like I just pictured you both sitting in armchairs, just <laughs> chatting, and they're just like, so, and there just happened to be a mic yeah, so, yeah. like between you listening. But really, really good episode. Thank so you, that was really enjoyable. I'll put a link to that in the podcast. Uh, we've got a couple of other, so we've got some interviews that we've done that we've banked, which uh, I will say who they are because they are going to be coming out over the next few weeks. So I recently spoke to Alan Hess about shooting Comic Con because that was just uh, last month. Uh, I know we're in September as this goes out, but we're recording it in August. Um, Comic-Con was in San Diego last month, and Alan's been shooting Comic-Con for a good few years, but I hadn't realised he's been going there since 1984 when he first dressed as an elf. And you'll find (laughs) out about that. So, uh, But it was funny because we had some issues with that, and the interview that you hear, and I do mention it in the interview, (laughs) it was the third time we had to record it. But for recording it the third time, I think we nailed it. We don't compromise, so, mate, do we? No. Good audio or go home. That's it. That was it. So, yeah, we we, we took three three evenings uh, over a period of two weeks. We nailed it. Uh, this week, I had a brilliant interview with a really good friend of ours that's going to be coming out, RC Concepcion. Um, it was really great catching up with RC because, for those of you that know him, you'll know where he's been, where he's come from, and where he is now. But I just wanted to chat to him to see... Um, there's been like a break from when he was at Kelby One to where he is now, and he's a born educator, and and I just wanted to sort of get down to that part of him and and from where he started and where he is today, and that was a, I really enjoyed catching up with him. I'm I'm kind of
1: midway through editing that episode for when obviously for when it goes out, and I have just found myself while I've been listening to it and you know editing it all and whatever, finding myself outwardly going, yeah, that's right, oh yes, yeah. oh yes. He just speaks such sense, but he's able to eloquently put it together. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's a very, very good episode.
0: Yeah. We did talk about some funny stuff at the beginning, which I will share with you off air. (laughs) And I'm hoping he still does it, but I'm not going to spoil it for him. Um, Also, another interview that we'll have, uh, which I will be doing after this interview, but I know I'm going to be doing it, is our good friend, Dickie Pelham, Mm -hmm. who's a sports photographer that we spoke to uh, earlier on in the year, uh in fact, no, it was the World Cup. It was the World Cup last year. God, time flies, isn't it? Yeah, he was in Russia, and he was. That was another interview. Oh, I that's right, because you were going to do the
1: second one, the follow-up, weren't you? When the but yeah, England didn't get, any we didn't through. So
0: there is there there are the lost Dicky tapes where I recorded <laughs> yeah. about twenty five minutes, which we might put out one day or <laughs> something. But. um so, yeah, Dickie, uh, if you don't know him, he's been a photographer for the Sun newspaper, but he's been in the industry for 30 years. He's been with the Sun 29 years. Yeah, sports. sports right Yeah, and rightly so. The guy deserved the book. His body of work is incredible. And uh, Pitch Publishing got in touch with him. And over the past few months, they've put together this beautiful, thick book of all his shots. And it's chronological as well. Uh, I finally got my co- copy that I ordered this week and it is just an absolute beast so we're gonna have another follow-up interview talking about the book and going through it because there's a lot of great stories he's got yeah it's gonna be really i'm looking forward to that so any sports fans out there even if you're american you're not a big fan of soccer he does boxing the olympics rowing golf he's covered all the major events so that'll be really good um and then we've got a couple more still lined up Uh, which I'm not going to announce because I don't want to jinx them, but we are back on track. You're going to get a ton of content from us over the next few weeks. You'll be sick of us. (laughs) But I wanted wanted to go back to the time we've been off and just say a huge thank you to everybody that messaged on social media, Um, just kept talking about the podcast. I did a little competition. I gave away a couple of Jay Zell DVDs that I'd found the other day. Um, But also, we still had... Over, we had a really good bunch of downloads in the weeks we weren't on air. And in in fact, one week, we actually had more downloads in a week without an episode than the week before that I had do, an you know, episode. I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea every now and again to have a little bit of a break because,
1: you know, how many times do you speak to people and they say, oh, yeah, I love listening to the podcast. And then you say, oh, did you hear the one last week about such? A, oh, no, no, no. I'm still on episode, you know, yeah. going back 15, 20 episodes playing catch up. So it's, I don't think it's a bad idea to have a break every now and again. You know, TV no. programs do it, don't they? They have like a seasons and stuff. So Yeah,
0: and it was good because I did a couple of rewind weeks, which we will do again um, later on the year because I'm sure there's going to be a couple of weeks where we're going to miss out. Um, but they were, that went down really well because we were able to put out some older episodes uh, or just links to them because people who have come to the podcast late may not necessarily always go back. And we've had It was really nice. I was spoiled for choice for guests going back and deciding who to pick but we got a great back catalogue and um, I even listened to a couple of them in the car on the way to work and because the guests are so good it is amazing sometimes when I'm like like
1: obviously editing RC's uh, episode at the moment and I've got my filing system on my computer and you can I've got like an interview set interviews folder and all of them there are the names of the people with all their little bits in and it goes on and on and on it's like you just you actually do forget How much you've done, didn't you? And that's just the interviews. Obviously, the episodes would just mean you talking as well.
0: Yeah, we're 15. I think we're going to be, for this episode, we're going to be 15 off 100. We were.
1: Would that be a a celebratory curry,
0: by any chance? I think it will be. It will be a celebratory (laughs) curry. It will be this year the 100th Ooh. episode will be this year because i want to start next year with 101 oh nice okay yeah on a round off round off our first kind of it's not quite two years it's almost two years but i want to get the 100 out out the way mm-hmm. we've got enough guests lined up so that's brilliant it's just going to be timing but yeah that'd be really cool We're gonna have a 100th episode we're gonna try and do something special for the 100th i've got a couple of ideas <laughs> but i'm not gonna say it yet <laughs> um so before we carry on let's just have a quick word from our partners flern.com we'd like to thank flern.com for being a partner of he shoots he draws flern make learning fun and engaging with an extensive library of pro tutorials for photoshop lightroom and photography at all levels of expertise from beginners to advanced You can get started on Flerm from just $9.95 a month, which gives you access to over 140 tutorials covering photo editing, retouching, compositing, software basics, photography, and much, much more. There's new tutorials every month and you can cancel at any time. For He Shoots He Draws listeners, you can use code GETPRO20, that's G-E-T-P-R-O number 20, to get 20% off when you sign up. Check out FLEARN.com today. So, yep, that's all about FLEARN. So, back into the content. So, yeah, that just... It's just been so... so, It's still been busy, even though we've not been recording. But it's been a a really good period of time. A lot of good things have happened. And, And I've been sat, obviously, watching what you've been doing with the portraits project and you've been going out and meeting more people and and so exhibition wise Yes um we've got all the we've got all the the um stationery and the Invite, pieces done, that, yeah. the invites invites. Um, you got your coasters. I bought you a little. Yeah, puzzle. they're really cool. Thanks for those. I like those. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so the invites are being done and going out. But the exhibition. Just remind everyone again when and where is the exhibition starting from? So the exhibition starts on the o- October
1: the nineteenth, Saturday, October the nineteenth, and it's at the Soldiers of Oxfordshire Museum in Woodstock, Oxfordshire, which is literally you know round the corner from Blenheim Palace which obviously has its links with Winston Churchill. So it's a wonderful location. Uh, And on the 19th, although the exhibition is uh, open to everybody, the first two hours of the exhibition is an invite only. So there's roughly 60 people that have been invited to come along. Uh, There's going to be a ribbon cut in. There's going to be some presentations by myself and some other people as well. There's a couple of videos uh, one of which I showed for the very first time out in America recently even you haven't even seen this yet no. mate I, it took me weeks it's basically a video that you remember there's a one of the one of the veterans in particular that I've become very very friendly with is a guy called David Edwards and his son Chris yes. and his wife Diane and whatever just the most wonderful family and whilst he was a young man during the war and in the years that followed he himself was a bit of an artist. So he'd do his paintings, very much you know, brilliant landscape paintings. But he was also – uh, he writes poems. And one of the poems in particular, although he's done a lot of them, was called Normandy, 1944. And the words are just uh, just really powerful. So I arranged – I went up there literally about, I don't know, three weeks, three weeks before I went to America. I went to Abercavenny in Wales, go and see them, have a cup of tea, a bit of cake and what have you. Mm. And I recorded David reading the poem – so since then, I came back and I've edited the audio and I've actually put it together with uh, black and white footage uh, of wartime that's relevant to the words he says. Music, I learned so much about music because there's a unique track now which I've created and it's, and goes the whole length of the actual uh, thing. There's photos in there as well. And may I, I played it on the big stage for the first time because I literally finished it two days before I went to America. Wow! Uh, I showed it to Anne here at home. I said, "What do you think of this?" And she's kind of stood, you know, behind my shoulder watching it on the big screen, and she's very quiet watching it. And when it's finished, I've turned to her, and I kid you not, mate, she, her eyes were streaming. She was proper. Really? Wow, that's powerful. So I show it in America to the audience there, and I, I had a queue of people just uh, just saying how powerful the talk was, which was really nice. But how how uh, how the video really hit home. It is, I'm so, so pleased with it. And I'm not a video editor, but I have taken my time with this. And I eventually yesterday, I, sh- I sent it to Chris, his uh, David's son, to make sure that what I'd done was suitable for when I yeah. do show David. Because I'm going to be showing it to him on the 13th of September when I go and see him. Because I'm taking him to a, an infant school to speak to some kids. Oh, uh, cool. But I'm going to show him the video in the morning. And Chris said, if he was in front of me, he wouldn't be able to speak. He says, because it's just overwhelming. The video is overwhelming. So I've, I can't wait to show you. In fact, I think, I know that we're recording this. It's going to go out a week later. I'm seeing you tomorrow. I'll bring my laptop yeah. and I'll be able to show you the video.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, Oh, that's cool. But that's, see, that's the thing I love about this project that you've been doing is I was there. I've kind of been with you at key moments of, of things that you've done. And it's been lovely seeing. I see the bits of you that other people don't see as you're working on it. And how these ideas start to piece together and then I kind of, I can almost tell what you're going to do before you do it <laughs> and it's and it's quite organic and I know, you know, the video side of it, I know what you're like, I know what you've done with the audio for the podcast, you know, you've learnt audition to get the best out of it, I know with the video stuff you will learn the best you can to do the best job possible and you respect the people involved in it so like you say you won't just go and record it do it put it out and don't care what they think do you know do you know dave one of of the nicest compliments actually came from chris edwards
1: david's son yesterday when i actually sent him the video and he sent he sent me a few few messages backwards and forwards on messenger to say you know wow what he thought of it but one of the one of the things he said was um there's going to come and i'm paraphrasing now but there's going to come a time when my dad's no longer with us he said, "But because of this video and what you've done," he said, "I've got my dad, my hero, forever." And you're mm. like, "Oh wow!" I mean, I, I know that you know if I'd if I'd had the relationship with my dad like Chris has clearly got with his dad, to in you know for forever now he's got a video where he can hear his dad's voice, and that's just brilliant, isn't it? I know because Anne, Anne had a you know she had an amazing relationship with her dad who I never never actually met, but they the family have got the recording that they used to have ann's mom and dad on their answer machine so they've still got oh, they've still really? got his voice which i think is just oh. brilliant and obviously with your dad you know you've got the album with him singing and i think that's really special to have that
0: no it is nice we are, i actually have been clearing because my mum's just moved um from swindon back to london and i had some stuff in her garage and anyone that knows me i keep i keep stuff I'm not a hoarder <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hoarder i'm a collector of I keep treasures. I don't just keep like poles and newspapers and plastic bags. I keep things that have mattered to me or things that I've loved over the years. And one of the things I had, I remember when we were kids, and I'm talking like five, six, seven, eight years old. My granddad, my mum's dad, used to have this big, great big green Grundig reel to reel tape recorder, and. We used to go to my to my granddad's, and he used to have the t- the reels of tape, and he used to put them in, and me and Mark used to have the little microphones, and we used to we used to talk into it and sing and and jo- and and I remember doing it, and I found this bag of reel to reel discs, and but obviously you know they are so old, uh, it's difficult trying to find the right player mm. to listen to him because you know ian sayers bless him give him a shout out he contacted me straight away and he said i've got a friend in ireland he's got all this kind of equipment he can um convert them all for you uh, it'll cost this much and i went back to him and said thank you Ian. i really appreciate like the urgency you put on this I said but i don't want to pay all that money to have all the tapes converted and find there's maybe only 20 minutes and, and that whilst it's priceless, it's still it's still difficult sort of shelling out two hundred and fifty quid maybe to get. I love my dad, I love my granddad, I love my, you know my brothers, but I want to be able to go through and see what's there to decide what I want to pull out. I mean, maybe and, you'll be able and to and find to. some piece of kit, you know. That yeah. So anyone in the UK that knows uh, anything about, um, and we're talking about kind of the play that would have been around the late sixties, um, late sixties, early seventies. Real to real, um, I think it's like quarter-inch tape. But I just want to get hold of a player so I can listen to them, so that we can kind of work out what tapes have got what on there. But that I know in there, there's my my granddad and us singing and mucking about, and I'm pretty sure my dad's on there singing. So uh, for some reason, I think "Gilly Gilly" awesome for Cats" and Ella Bogen by the Sea" might be on it. You <laughs> what? Have you ever heard that song, Max Max Bygraves? oh mate when we were kids so when we were kids my dad's always been a singer okay and when we're in the car whenever dad would always sing with us and there's a song called gilly gilly awesome pfeffer cats and ella bogan by the sea so it starts off with dad would sing there's a tiny house and me and mark would sing there's a tiny house by the tiny sea where a lovely lass and the land is gilly gilly awesome fair for cats and ale bogan by the sea oh, right. Okay. and i'm pretty sure that that song is on there oh, how and, cool I want and, and i just i just want to find that so uh, yes i know everyone's sitting there listening going god that's worth 250 quid <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i know this other stuff so i know what you mean i know what you mean it's just being able to have that little bit of audio that little bit of video just to have forever to pass on and you know, for, for the grandchildren to sort of remember their granddad by. And-
1: I think having, having obviously having pictures, because one of the things I talked about in the States, and I kind of, I've worked on this presentation since the one that you saw me do in Orlando, when I talk about the importance of photography. So still images, massively important. You can't, you can't dispute that. But taking it to the next step there is, I did nearly level. Yeah, and know. The next step there is, you cannot beat also having moving images, do you know what I mean? But then to have the audio as well, it's
0: just priceless stuff. It really is. Yeah. And we're in an age where there's no excuse not to capture this now. Yeah. You know, that if you have got elderly parents, elderly grandparents, whilst you might think you're bothering them, it's, I really encourage you to go and record footage um you know we're lucky, my family, my dad had the cine camera, and we've got tons of holiday like i've I've got video of me sat in a sink, I was about two <laughs> years old, and i'm I'm wobbling my little chubby belly and I have bright ginger hair, and just it's so it's so good that my family actually were of that thought of mind to to record that stuff back then now, there is no excuse, there is no excuse not to get your kids with their grandparents um you know you doing stuff for your parents christmas special occasions when you go around there because like you say when those moments are suddenly taken away from you you can't go back exactly yeah
1: in our family my, my uncle dave was the photographer and you know going back years and years ago uncle dave whenever he came to visit he invariably would always bring his camera and i can always remember kind of like i was always like oh got his camera Uh, But my mum would be like, oh, no, he wants to take some pictures again. Although she loved it. It's like, oh, no, he wants to take some pictures. Because she doesn't like having a picture taken. Um, But I'm so glad that he did. Do you know what I mean? It's just I'm so glad that my Uncle Dave did have that kind of mindset to always have his camera with him to take pictures. Because otherwise, we just wouldn't have them. It's not like nowadays when you've got your phone.
0: Is this Uncle Red Eye. Uncle Red Eye.
1: There yeah, you go, well the,
0: remembered. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't for Uncle Dave, you wouldn't even be here sitting Better explain this. that because that sounds a bit
1: weird yeah. saying Uncle Red Eye. But Always drunk. <laughs> basically, what Dave is saying there, for those of you who don't know, is my Uncle Dave, really, it's him uh, who's kind of responsible for me doing what I'm doing now because he. I remember him being around at my mum's house the one day. He had a laptop with him. And I'm in the kitchen. He says, come and look at this, Glenn. And I look at it. And there's one of the photographs of a family member. And he said, this piece of software is amazing. He said, look, I can get rid of Red Eye. Now, that, that piece of software just happened to be Photoshop. And from that, I was kind of just like, wow, that's amazing. So I got myself a Gateway computer, which is my first ever computer. Not I remember that. 19-inch yeah. monitor that went back about 38 inches. <laughs> and, I, and I downloaded a copy of Photoshop. And uh, yeah,
0: here we are today. Yeah. (laughs) So thanks, Uncle Dave Red Eye. All because of Red Eye. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it is. I think what I think is good that today we we have so many options available to us to do things. I know one of the things you obviously talked about with Dave with the project is not just going out and shoving a phone in front of someone's face and going smile and catching them off guard and it being a bit awkward it's actually what do you do with the photographs afterwards and that is uh, and i'm finding it with my kids you know i, I realized i've got a box next to me that's got a load of hard drives that have got photographs of when they were babies i've never got that stuff printed i need to get it off there and get it printed definitely and like you said get it printed um, you know, I know you're going the extra mile, and you've got the mounts done and the boxes and everything because it's part of the project. But even just there's apps on your phone. Well, the,
1: there's the postcard apps, isn't there? So you could even just have some pictures and send yourself some postcards. Yeah, um, but there's
0: apps that give you like free. I'm just trying to think which ones. Free prints, yeah. uh, Snapfish, photo books. They they normally give you at the end of the month. I get a reminder that just says um, download fifty images off your phone. It will cost you three ninety nine postage. And I just get a butt. I go through my phone. I pick pictures of the kids. I'd lo- just through the app and then I click order, pay on PayPal. A few days later, I get a wallet of photographs of stuff the girls have done lately, like on holiday. Because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't. They'd be on my phone and one day something could happen. All those moments are gone. So uh, And because you take so many pictures now
1: with your phone, because it's always with you. You actually, yeah. I, I don't know if you, I actually find I forget that I've got certain photos, so when you do end up going, just spending some time scrolling through, you think, oh, my God, I forgot i actually taken that. Yeah. So, you know, Trips yeah, printing them done. out, it doesn't matter about the quality. Like I say, go to some of these kind of, you know, quick turnaround ones, like the
0: photo boxes and stuff. Just get them printed. Uh, do, do you know what? I just looked at my phone as we were doing this thinking, I, I always say I'm not a photographer, and I probably d- do myself a disservice. What I mean is I am a photographer because I've got a camera, and it goes everywhere with me. I'm just not a very good camera operator. That's what—that's my failing. And I know I made a vow at the beginning of the year that I'm going to learn this stuff. I just thought and, that because I was expecting a new headshot. Well, you going to end of the year, mate? Hello. What? So where are we now? What? We're in September. Yeah, yeah. I've got time. Can't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got an iPhone in portrait mode. Suck it out, Buttercup. <laughs> I'll stick with yeah. I'll go with that instead of the
1: DSLR one. You're going to try and do
0: yeah no i will still <laughs> try and do it I still, if you can teach if you can teach someone in a pre-con yeah to, yeah it gives it somewhere and that actually sure people have been sharing me. some of the pictures from that as well which i'm chuffed to bits with it's really nice so i'm sure i can do it but i just looked down and i've got obviously iCloud i've got an iPhone i've got iCloud so all my stuff is backed up there how many images do you think i've got saved in my iCloud I
1: dr- i know you are prolific Photographer with phot- photographer, photographer, photographer with uh, with your phone because whenever we go away, you're always and I think oh, I can't be bothered, but you're always getting it out and filming and taking pictures of. i You know, I dread to think. I don't know what. Uh, stab in the dark. So, ten thousand,
0: not bad. You're a little bit off. Sixty thousand five hundred and three. You serious? I'm serious. And, and that, I- that's since day one that since day one which will be 2013 thirteen. five uh, now i would say there's probably ten thousand of things i took photographs of to remind me of something to like inspiration or remind to do that or, or receipts qu- receipts yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah bank cards with the CV. <laughs> yeah but yeah i could probably go through and if i had the time you know i could wipe that's out still 10, a, but that's still a, a lot of pictures there's still a lot of pictures now. I'm never going to get them all printed out, but they're there. And there's stuff that I do scroll through. And there's some graphic. I take a lot of pictures of things. So that's that sixty thousand like...
1: pictures, and you still can't take my headshot.
0: Yeah, well, I can on my iPhone. I <laughs> will have sixty thousand five hundred and four because <laughs> so I'll nail it in one. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I will. I do need to do something with you, photography wise, at some point between now. Well, and mate, the the
1: first the first training day I've done in what three years, uh, November the second. There'll be square. It's nine people only.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you mean the day after my birthday when I'm at Adobe Max? Oh, you git! <laughs> <laughs> what kind of supports that? Not, it's not good friend support, is no, it? No, it
1: ain't. You'd rather no. be, in, you'd rather be in LA
0: than. Oh no, I thought we were talking about you not coming to LA with me. <laughs> no, listen, you know what I'm not doing. I listen, Ka-
1: yeah, Kathy, bless her, lovely, lovely woman did ask me to come to uh, teach in Adobe Max, but I made the decision that it wasn't right for me because the kind of content that they would have wanted me to kind of present isn't really what I do. No. And I just felt I would be doing a disservice to those people who've paid good money to be at a function. Uh, I, I think if I'm going to teach something, it should be something that I can confidently do, I can talk about with confidence, because I do it. Yeah, um, and I
0: think that's why Annie Leibovitz has pulled out I think she realised, she looked down the roster and realised you weren't going to be there and she's now not Hold going on, to Hold on, whoa, w whoa, w whoa,
1: joking aside, she pulled out, has she? Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah, yeah, Some apparently some exciting opportunities come up for her and oh, she's going to do that yeah, instead. yeah, you're right. She's in Wembley near she, with me. She's doing your workshop. I know, I didn't want to announce it. Yeah, so they've got some guy called Dave LaChapelle. Oh, yeah, I know him, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. Instead, very, yeah. Very, very good very good which i got confused and thought it was a comedian yeah in fact i was watching his on <laughs> na- on netflix of the night <laughs> that's the extent of my photography knowledge who's <laughs> that a yeah. famous photographer uh, ricky gervais <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah so oh, wow. that's some Adobe max news there that annie Leibovitz it won't be doing it because um, obviously she'll be at your workshop are you, so, supp- you know. are you supposed to say that is that common knowledge common knowledge, oh, yes. Right, okay, on okay, yeah, right. it's out there. No, well, she did message me and said, obviously, Dave. I'm, I know you're going to be disappointed. That I'm not going to be there. I said, no, Flip Annie. Seriously, Lebo, you just go ahead and do what you got to <laughs> <Lebo>. do. Lebo. <laughs> she's uh, yeah, she's got she's got mouths to feed, haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i am looking forward i had a good chat with alan about max so i'm looking for there's some stuff about what we're, we're going to push that further like nearer the time i don't want to talk about that yeah yeah, yeah um i want to just give a quick shout out to something that unfortunately we can't do this is a thing that we can't actually do we have oh, done previously yeah yeah so coming up on october the 5th is the scott kelby worldwide photo walk um I will look up and put a link on the show notes for the website for it. But basically, if you don't know what it is, um and we've done Oxford, we've done London. Litchfield. We've done Litchfield. Brighton, Brighton yeah. Windsor. Um, yep. Oh, crikey, yeah, we did. Some of them, we did some questionable things on camera. Yeah, that was a phase we were going through. <laughs> it was a phase we were going through, but it was funny. Mm. It does still make me laugh when I see it. Was <laughs> um, it a squirrel? <laughs> to find that video
1: you said yeah. there's a squirrel, squirrel eating, it, a sausage. eating a sausage
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it really was yeah um yeah so the worldwide photo book basically what it is uh it comes around every year it's how ha- it so it's held around the world um but it takes somebody to set up a walk for you to be able to join it so if you go yeah. on and go oh why isn't there one in Reading, or why isn't there one in connecticut it's because. If no one set one up, then you set it up. Mm -hmm. If you want want a walk to be in your town, set it up. You can apply to be a leader. Um, There is a competition for you to do it. It's completely free, although they do ask for like a minimum, a dollar towards the Springs of Hope charity, which is the charity that the walk um, covers, and you can buy a T-shirt as well, and the money goes to that. So all profits go to that. There's some great prizes at the end, but the best thing is you get up to 50 people. It's no more than 50 because it keeps it a nice number. But i encourage you to go and do it if there's one near you because it's a great opportunity to catch up with other photographers and develop relationships and you know now in this day and age we all need to help each other we've made friends from the
1: very first one haven't we that are still friends yeah. this day like david kelly brian Worley, noel Hannon,
0: all these people that we've made friends with the very very first photo war and 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 it was great we and the ones we 've done since we've had people come back again and just theres there's a map on the website you can see where you live and where they 'll be, and you know if it 's not one nearby, travel and go to one. Most of them are normally got open spots i mean I know yours used to sell out quite quick, and the ones in London normally do, but there's there's a lot out there's a lot of people doing it uh so go on the website, you can either join a walk or become a leader but it's really good fun. It's October the 5th. Uh, You can pick whatever time of day you want it to run. You can do morning, you can do like the late in the evening, do the golden hour. Uh, I think we did did we do bath? We did yeah, bath. Yeah, we've done as bath well. as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Not bath. We did um, bath. Yeah. Bath, bath, yeah, all right. <laughs> Bloody northernness. <laughs> um, but no, it's really good fun. And uh so although none of us can take part this year because we've got stuff on the yeah, yeah. weekend. Um Well Brian Brian, I, Brian Worley, I'm gonna give Brian a shout out because he's a good yeah. friend of ours.
1: Brian, I know he's holding one, he's running one in Birmingham. So if you're kind of in that kind of catchment area, we're prepared to drive to it. Brian's gonna run a, a photo work photo walk. And the great thing is that Brian just doesn't do a walk, he'll always organise other stuff. And Brian himself is a great educator, he knows everything to know about Canon, I think it's fair to say, and speed lights and all sorts of stuff. So there'll always be extras that Brian puts on. So that that would be one that I would recommend going to. Yeah.
0: No, the website is worldwidephotowalk.com. Um, and so all the all the information's in there, and some walks they. Do, I mean, we I we did a couple of prizes one year. And yeah, we've done books and, and all sorts of stuff. You yeah. can get them sponsored and all sort. But no, I thoroughly encourage that. It's a really good networking opportunity, and uh, maybe we'll we'll be able to do something the, the year after. But uh, I think it's in its twelfth year. No, it's yeah, I think it's its twelfth year or something like
1: that. It's always difficult when you do competitions because I remember that one time. The last, in fact, the last one I did was in Lichfield in Staffordshire where I was born and bred and uh, one of the competitions I did was kind of like, you know see if you can spot this see if you can spot that and then we had some books to give away at the end of it and one of the things I said was to see who can who can photograph the most things around Lichfield that have got the word Lichfield written on it right so that's what I thought yeah. that was one of the <laughs> that was one of the competitions so I was expecting it to be like road signs and and all that kind of stuff and so when it came to the competition, I mean, you know, because I think you were there, weren't you? When it came yeah, to the end it of it, we said, right, who's, who's won? And this one guy said, oh, I've got all these different things with the word Litchfield on it. So I thought, right, there you go. Well, then you've won. And then some bloke said, no, I think I should win because I went into a gift shop and there was a load of pencils in a, in a pot, about 100 pencils with the word Litchfield on it. And it all just got very messy. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I, but- I ended up having to buy a book extra. Just yeah. for that person. Don't do competitions. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't do competitions. competitions. <laughs> do, do just, uh, do, do things that are fun that kind of occupy yep. people and get them looking around. But try to avoid prizes, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or if, you,
0: if there are prizes, don't get over competitive about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just enjoy, enjoy it. It's it, fun.
1: It. It's getting together and making friends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've had some of the best, some of the best times from that, and the workshops that that came after it, and the people that come along. No, so I just wanted to give that a shout out because that is uh, is a worthwhile event Definitely. so um, trying to think what else what else i've got wanted to mention there was a couple of um personal like designy bits I wanted to talk about uh one I have mentioned it before I'm going to mention it again. there is an exhibition at the Army Museum in London where there's a display of artwork by a guy called Abram Games. And he did all the World the World War II posters, the propaganda posters and the war effort posters. Um, and after that, right up to the Festival of Britain, which I think was 1951. He was uh, a renowned artist. His artwork is brilliant. They've got this really awesome exhibition, which I'm hoping to get up soon, uh, because there is something coming from that to do with the show um but there's uh yeah there's a really good book that you can get called Abram Games so it's A B R A M Games as in the word games and it's just called His Wartime Work and it's it's a brilliant little book it's full of all the posters that he did for the war effort leading up to it and uh the sketches that he's got so if you're a designer and you love that kind of thing really good and also I want to give a shout out to Kickstarter um I know a lot of people uh, kind of avoid things like that and you know the crowdfunding stuff but I think I'm on something like my eighth eighth or ninth Kickstarter uh, thing where I've invested at the beginning of something, mostly books. I think pro- probably, if I've done ten, nine of them have been books. I think one of them was Aaron Blaze's thing at the very, very start. But there's a couple of guys, the Etherington brothers, who are based down in the UK. Um, they, in fact, they are big fans of Aaron Blaze, which is quite funny. Cause, um, but they they teach how to draw Um but they re- they they do this free website where they show you, if you're like, I want to draw, um, I don't know, I want to draw a hand. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they show you the, like the, not the anatomy of a hand, but they show you tips on how to get the hands right. And they do like how to draw uh, different situations like water and waves and trees. And they collated everything and they brought out these two books and I got them on Kickstarter and it, it wasn't a lot. And sometimes you get your name in the book when it's published. Um, in the back, and or you get a little bit extras, but there's some great photography stuff on Kickstarter. What do you do so if going?
1: Because you find a lot of these things to to sort of support one. Of, do you, and I'm I'm being honest now. How the hell do you find them? Did you, you literally go
0: onto Kickstarter? And there's a list of things that are running, or what? what? Two things. One, uh, there are people I follow on social media that occasionally someone will share it like there'll be a design blog or another design podcast will share it and go hey have you seen this on kickstarter um so i go to the link and go that but now because i know what to look for i go into kickstarter i go into the search bar and i type in like say photography and there will be it might be a a new kind of tripod accessory that that someone's decided would be brilliant they need the money to get it or it could just be a book someone's putting a book together there was one of uh i nearly got it was all the old odeon cinemas in london that have been shut down the guy had gone around and photographed them all just before the buildings are gone and showing what they've become and and source photos of what they used to look like so just stuff like that that maybe you know, got a lot of people like we know go, go to rocky nook or peach pit and say i've got a great idea for a book well don't let don't let the kick the knock back from them of a no stop you you've got kickstarter as long as you know that you can put the book together get it printed published and delivered um you can go on kickstarter you can set up an account you get all the commitment of the money first you get the money out that's what gary nichols did exactly and then you deliver it and i've got these great two great books because i wanted a to support local artists um and they're two really good books as well. But I've so I've got some great books on there and but there's a ton of stuff, there's really good accessories. So I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Kickstarter because it's some nice little gems. I know I say t- charity shops are good. Um but you know, for brand new stuff. Talk, talking of charity shops, I think hold on a second, I'm gonna lean over
1: and grab a book here. Hold on a second. How much how much do you think that cost me? This is really weird for people listening, but there is a book I am holding up now that I know Dave has got.
0: How yeah. much do you think that cost me?
1: Before before <laughs> I guess how much it costs
0: you, I just want to I just want to say, I was on holiday with with my family and we were down in Swanage, and they got an old railway line, and but I I am just one of those people that. Uh, if I know Glyn's doing the war project, quite often now I go in charity shops and I start looking at the war books and see if it's anything useful. And I while the girls were going to the to the bathroom, to the ladies' room to powder their nose, I naturally get drawn towards anything that's got books in that are for sale. And I start thumbing through and it's train stuff. And I saw this war book and I thought oh, pick it up, it's a fiver, three cri- no, it's a fiver, um, picked it up and thought, oh, I thought this would be like, opened it, and it was like the suitcase in Pulp Fiction, it's like gold light came from it, and I was just, oh, this is going to be so useful, but I, because I've got to create some um, artwork for Glenn for the exhibition and probably past that, it was a really good reference book, so I thought, well, I'll get it, um, I can use what I want from it, then I can give it to Glyn, but I needed to keep it at the beginning because I needed the source colours and files and, and language and everything. And so I sent it Sent it to Glynn and he was like, I'm getting that. <laughs> now, I know it was on Amazon for 38 quid. I think I paid 35.
1: Right, and you paid okay. a fiver. But it, yeah. but you were raved about it so much. I thought, I know you're going to say, if it's a good book, and you, you you say it's a good book, I've got to get it. And nowadays, whereas it used to be if any book had the word Photoshop in the title, I'd have brought it. Nowadays, any book that's got anything to mention in World War II, I'd get it. So that could be a book on radiators in world war Two. I, I would have i would have brought it but <laughs> it, it is as you said it is brilliant now just just cutting off that slightly before i forget because my mind goes all over the place as you mentioned the war um for those of you in the uk and you've got like the the catch-up tv there's a program a documentary one one part documentary that i watched the other night this is nothing to do with uh you know photography or anything like that but if you are any interest in world war ii or history check out a documentary that came out on BBC4 called World War Speed by James Holland. And James Holland is just one of my most favourite authors. It's just incredible. He's a historian, so what he writes about is fact. Uh, absolutely fascinating. Stuff I had no idea about. And you can see that when he was filming it, this is a guy who's written 30-plus books on World War II. And he you, you could see him going wow i never knew that it is fascinating that's all i'll say definitely it's definitely worth watching
0: i'll give that a watch then Mm. i think we need to do an episode one week even if it's just a bonus one i think we need to do like uh 10 things yeah recommendations 10 yeah just 10 recommendations five each Mm, go for it and go through and stuff because i'm i'm you know i'm like i'm a little. You give me a challenge to find something, Carl hunt Oh, I know, down yeah, 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 yeah. find it. So, yeah, it's been, it's been quite nice finding bits and pieces to keep me occupied. But I think I'm, think I'm done, mate. Yeah, think me I'm too, spent. mate, actually.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's been, been a good
0: catch-up. It's nice yeah. to see your familiar face again.
1: <laughs> I know. And, and now I'm going to see you tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> I shall be dropping by because I'm in Bristol tomorrow. I'm doing a photo shoot in the morning. I'm actually meeting a guy called Rob who is the uh, he's the, he wrote the poem has gone viral on the internet. It's called Longest Day, and it's all to do with World War Two and the spirit of Normandy have used it. So it's an incredible poem that they, they kind of um, did a, a film for as well, uh, some film footage. So I'm meeting him for coffee at nine in the morning, and then at 11 o'clock, I'm photographing a veteran who just so happens to have had a uh, residential care home named after him. So I'm really, looking, oh, wow. I'm really looking forward to meeting him as well tomorrow. So
2: yeah.
0: Before we go... I I do want to throw one bonus thing in, and this is something you will absolutely love. And I want to try and find either the video because I'm pretty sure I've seen him read this out before. But midweek, I went to see Russell Howard live. I'd love who, to see so him. For, for Americans, he's a British comedian. He is coming to America uh, the end of the year, I think, um, and doing some gigs around the US. But he's one of my favourite comedians. Young, I say young. He's 39
2: well he's, compared he's to you comedy
0: for 20 yeah compared to me everyone is <laughs> <laughs> so my kids remind me but we went to see russell howard and he was really good and it and the whole comedy is called respite that he's doing and it's going on to to bigger uh theaters but this was just one of these warm-ups called respite and it's it's all about finding happiness and it's all about finding the best in the situation and the best in people and and what what to do when people aren't like that, you know, how to turn it around. And it was funny, that um, remind me the poem in case I forget, because I'm old and I forget stuff. But one of the things he made a point about, which I thought was really funny, is he said, we've become a generation of people that stopped caring about other people. We're quite narcissistic the way the things that we have in our life now has made us quite narcissistic you know you got facebook live instagram live you've got social media you've got the ability to broadcast your life and actually it becomes a lot about you and he made a joke about uh us being grandparents and our children wanting to look at the photographs of when we were younger and he's going yeah love let's have a look so uh like right, there's me there's me uh, there's me uh, there's me it's me it's me again <laughs> uh that's me uh, that's my dinner there's me there's me there's a cup of coffee uh there's me there's me again <laughs> and it and it, it was actually quite although it was comedy he was actually making a really good social point about a lot of things so if you get a chance to go and see russell howard but man he finished the gig um if you've ever seen the program Russell Howard's good news yeah, yeah yeah he talks about news he talks about politics he talks about the the state of the nation but he always finishes it with some kind of feel good story or and he read out mate he he read out this poem that ah uh, it was so good and basically what it was about was people talking about us after we've gone what do we what do we do with our life that gives people something to talk about us and the poem is all about the dash between our two years. So like mine would be 1965 dash, whatever year I'm no longer here. And the whole poem is about how important you make that dash, because that dash is the bit that happens between those two years. And it was so, I've got goosebumps talking about it. It was so good. I want to try and find it online or, or, um, find if it's written down somewhere and I'll post it. Yeah, because yeah, it, was in, it was, it was lovely. And I thought, ah, oh, Glyn would love that. Mm. Really good. So right, yeah, cool. well, I'll tell you what then.
1: I know we're going to wrap it up, but before we say goodbye, I, I, what I'll do is when we do f- we say goodbye, um, as you've mentioned poems, I'm going to put the audio of the video of the poem that I've put together for David Edwards. All right. So I'll just obviously people people need to look out. So once the exhibition has started, October nineteenth, they'll be able to see the video. But at the very end of the podcast, stick around because I'll play it. It's only just over two minutes long. I'll play
0: you the audio for what I've put together for the poem. Fantastic. So before we say goodbye, thank you again to flurn Yes, for coming on much. board. Um Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Lupe. Uh, there will have been, you will have heard the ad in the middle of the show and the code and everything will be on the website. So thanks to them. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient and sticking around and waiting for us and the c- lovely comments that you still send. It was a great one today. Um was it Craig, Craig Sperring, what a legend! Yeah, what a legend you yeah. are, Craig. Give him a shout and out, shout out he, he, to Craig Sperring because he would have stuck to the end of this episode to hear that. <laughs> so, thank you, Craig. But, yeah, thanks to everyone for constantly supporting. I know each day there's more podcasts released out there in the, in the wild. Um, but if you stick with us, uh, we will try and give you the best guests and the best content we can. I, and know, have I fun think we've got it. that
1: coming up, mate. It's coming
0: on yeah there's some good there's, good there's some good stuff coming so until next week which will be back to an interview uh that'll be next monday which will be the 9th of september um keep an eye out on the social media he shoots he draws because that's where we'll be putting teasers and bits and pieces and information um uh, and anything else we can think of and uh we'll catch you next week all right brilliant cheers folks all right see you later
2: Clad we lie in wait close by the embattled Norman shore, each man conscious of his fate to weave a tapestry of war in Normandy. Soon the evil roar of a thousand guns defiles the summer sky as fate decides which of its sons will be the next to die in Normandy. Brave citizens of France with loyal hearts face the hell of conflict loosened from its chain. Our steadfast families play their lonely part suffer death or misery or pain in Normandy. tale of glory, here we tell, where every yard of Bocage takes its toll. The thrill of action soon loses all its spell, and war seals horror in our soul in Normandy. Then fear takes second place to pride. The tired and mighty armies pause before we all move up for the next assault in the noble fight for peace and freedom score in Normandy.